Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, sexual assault, sexual content, racism, slavery, animal cruelty, human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Now hiring small, fast, and most importantly, dumb orphan boys. I'm Kelly. Come hear the boring and sad tale of Henry Jack in the Box Brown. I'm Adam. Captain, I think we just got a leg up on this case. No, literally, this box had a leg in it. I'm Sean. I've ridden 1,800 miles in 10 days to deliver this to you. It's your Victoria's Secret catalog. I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Yeehaw! Hello, everybody, and welcome back where this week we're going to be talking about the Postal Service? Mail? That kind of thing. Mails. Feels topical. I'd like to thank our patron, Corin. Karen. (laughs) (laughs) That cat from Dragon Ball Z with the the Sensu beans (laughs) for donating to us and allowing me to massacre their name. Thank you, If you would like to become a patron uh, of our show, visit us on Patreon. So I've got uh, an etymology here for you of postal or post. Which one's postus and which one's offices? We're in French this time. Oh. Post means a mail system. Oh, sure. Or sturdy piece of wood. <laughs> That's also <laughs> used for post. From French, post. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning system for carrying mail. Oh, well, that's on the nose. There is no fear of the mail. <laughs> that can't be true. I looked at it. What about like surprise packages or <laughs> paper or <laughs> government paper, stamps? Yes. Adam's like, I have this fear. It must exist. <laughs> Document me. <laughs> Put me in the DSM. Uh, but I do have trivia for you. Aren't you excited? Mm. Yes. I'd be disappointed if you didn't. Some of this is just unrelated fun postal trivia. <laughs> unrelated to postal trivia? Just other stuff you've learned? A lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about is like the Pony Express and weird things that you can mail people. So how many pieces of mail are delivered every year in the U.S.? I mean, a lot. It's got to oh. be a lot. Just look at all like the, the useless ads and like political cardboard i mean how many people do we have 350 million and then they all get you know a dozen letters a day yeah so i get 10 a day so that's so i'm 365 that's 35,000. why are you so popular so that's like i'm not that's the thing so yeah that's got to be like i'm gonna say 15 billion Ooh, i'm confident in your math but i didn't really follow it all the way i'm gonna say 30 billion 100 billion Adam is the closest without going over. Yeah. (laughs) The U.S. Postal Service delivers 149 billion pieces of mail every year. That's so useless, though. So much (laughs) of that is useless like ads. How many trees is that? What percentage of the 149 billion pieces is junk mail? Oh, God. 100 billion. (laughs) Percentage. 100 billion percent. 100%. (laughs) 90%. I don't think it's that high, but I'd say like 60%. Oh, I was going to say 60. 40. Sean did go over, but he is the closest. Yeah. 
Uh, it's about 30% or 44 oh. billion pieces of useless crap. <laughs> I mean, I get important stuff in the mail still. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying there's a lot of useless stuff in there. Has anyone in here in their entire life done something from a junk mail? No. Like no. used a coupon or yeah. something? Well, I, sometimes I look at the ads for places around here and I'm like, oh, yes, that's meat. I mean, okay. I feel like... I feel like we used to use like pizza coupons or something, but I think those came in the paper, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, they sh- they sent them to us too, but all the coupons are like, use this online coupon. Like, then yeah. why are you sending it to me physically? Yeah. I don't think I've ever used a coupon. I think there was one time when we lived in Chicago when we got a Chinese restaurant menu and we ordered from that Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I think that did happen. That may be the only time in my entire <laughs> life that I've followed through on junk mail. Along the same lines, like, have you ever received a political advert and had it change your mind? <laughs> no. It has reminded me to vote, though. That's that's a good point, I guess. <laughs> or more like, oh, is this on the ballot? That's important to oh, me. Oh, yeah, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I kept on getting ones. I have something to draw a mustache four years on. ago that were like, <laughs> weed is evil. And I'm like, eh, eh. You're evil. So that's a lot of junk mail. Yeah. How many pounds of junk mail does oh, each American receive in one year? Well, that'd be 44 billion. <laughs> Divided by 350 million. Do that quickly in your head. Uh, well, I mean, you could round it down and call it three thirty-five billion, and then you just add two zeros, so it'd be a hundred pieces per person per year. So that doesn't sound like that much. I'm gonna say quarter of a pound, so four ounces. Excuse me. Only a quarter of a pound. I'm gonna say at least fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Adam just gets a lot of heavy junk mail. I'm kind of bitter about the amount of useless mail I get. (laughs) I don't know. A quarter of a pound sounds good. I'm going to say an eighth of a pound, even less. Adam went over, but I'm giving it to him. I got it. I got you all. The average American receives 41 pounds. I knew it. Of junk mail per year. I don't know if I believe you. (laughs) I just took took the facts off the internet. The internet can't lie. Or can it? Maybe we just need to be sending more letters to our grandmas. No, grandma gets emails. They, they weigh nothing. Oh, no, you're right. So what's the maximum weight of a package that can be shipped through the USPS? Maximum? Is there that's a maximum? Like, that's not like special shipping. I feel like they can get... Oh, what do you mean special? special? Like, the, like there's special truck. Like if I'm shipping you a bed, I have to go through something else. You talking about like the heaviest thing I could drop in the slot or to, or even just bring like to a you, post you office? You can walk into the... Into, the post post office today and be like thump and there's there's a maximum weight it would so be like no i feel like it could get pretty heavy yeah i think my dad mailed my grandpa a combustion engine Jeez. and it weighed like 150 pounds i was gonna say was, that, U- was that usps or was it ups or oh, that's a good question i'm gonna say 500 pounds i think you can weigh really heavy things just uh, imagine the jacked postal worker <laughs> i'm gonna say 40 pounds one junk mail, one year's worth of junk mail. You could send it all at once if you wanted. I said That'd be nice. Let's give it to Sean. He didn't go over. It's 70 pounds. Hey, it's pretty close. Everybody's heard about the Pony Express, correct? Sure. Uh-huh. Horses and cowboys and whatnot. Horses and cowboys and whatnot. Hell, hell of a deal. It's kind of famous. How long did they operate? Oh, wow. I think it's really short. Like, Is it? Like a year. Oh. What? No, no way. Why do we have so many stories then? I'm going to say 30 years. I feel like it probably went on way longer than we think. 900 years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, 
a hundred years. Uh, it is eighteen months. What? Oh, I wow. win. They did not last very long as far as things go, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So yeah, they, they were only in operation for 18 months. Like I said, we'll get back to that. But I want you to name at least one animal that can be sent through the mail. It'd be less than 70 pounds. A uh, tortoise. There's there's multiple answers for this, I'm assuming. There are. Tortoise sounds like a good one. Uh, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. I know that one's right. Uh, Y'all got <laughs> it right. Uh, so some examples would be day-old chickens and other poultry, or Day- adult oh. birds. <laughs> What what do you mean adult birds? Are these like sexy birds? (laughs) (laughs) You just have to put sensor bars on the outside of the box. Uh, Bees. 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 Uh, Scorpions. (laughs) I got to keep this in mind. Those are like ground bees. And any small cold-blooded animals like lizards, leeches, fish, toads, and alligators. Leeches cold-blooded? An alligator. <laughs> you can only sell tortoises, ship tortoises if they're over a certain size or certified to be educational. Certified All I gotta do day. is uh, put a stamp on their shell and off they go. <laughs> Away with you. <laughs> yeah, let's ship some leeches. Let's get this going. And the bees. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say, speaking of political messages, let's just find a co- political opponent and mail their representatives a bunch of scorpions a spring-loaded trap full of leeches bees and scorpions <laughs> oh the leeches ate the bees oh he died instantly plus some fart spray you could probably <laughs> argue that that was like a gift like i'm a beekeeper <laughs> i thought he'd like some bees oh he wanted to diversify with scorpions the ground bee <laughs> <laughs> scorpions the bee in the ground <laughs> cool See, that? Your scorpions <laughs> isn't that cool <laughs> Uh, who was the first postmaster general? I don't know. Franklin? Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I know he was big into the mail. He invented media mail, I think. John Postman. Kelly was exactly right. It was Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I think I knew that. It sounded right when you said the it. The man liked to do a lot of different things. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go fly a kite. 50% Bam. of those things were prostitutes. Anyway. Prostitutes aren't things. <laughs> Andy. Oh, so, Sorry. <laughs> What two years was it legal to mail your children in the United States? <laughs> uh, 1915 through 16. You said two years? Mm-hmm. Uh, 44 and 45. 1918 and 1919. God, Sean was so close. <laughs> 1913 and 1914. Wow. Uh, because the children were under 50 pounds, you could just stick a bunch of stamps <laughs> on them and they'd put them in the mail car of the train that they were going on. I'd heard that before. Did you have to put the stamps on the child? Of course. Why <laughs> did they survive the mail sorter? <laughs> <laughs> so how many pieces of mail are marked undeliverable each year? Just based off that last question, like how many pieces of children? <laughs> how many pieces of children were undelivered? <laughs> so this is this is mail that isn't included into that those first amounts? It's not. It goes to the dead mail office. Wow. Okay. I hear that actually failed deliveries are pretty rare, but even yeah. if it was one percent, it'd be a huge number. You said how many pounds? How many pieces? Pieces. A <laughs> hundred thousand. This is good. I'm going to say 10,000. I'm going to say a million. Kelly's the closest without going over. It is Whoa. 90 million pieces of mail. Okay. And that's the, that's the end of our quiz. You, you're all winners because the post office will, and the post office will be sending you a, a, an award. That's why I'm not getting <laughs> any letters from any of my friends or family. <laughs> they must be not delivered. It's true. <laughs> it's not that they're not sending them to me. Oh, you didn't get that puppy I sent you? A puppy? Yeah. Oh, that's not on the list. It's a cold-blooded puppy. 
<laughs> oh, he's a killer. <laughs> In South America, they call them tarantulas. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fluffy. <laughs> he loves birds. Oh, God. No. So we're going to start with a small section about the Pony Express because it's like the most famous mail carrying thing. Other than Kevin Costner's The Postman. <laughs> So in 1860, the Pacific Coast was the place to be. Yeah. Uh, the gold rush attracted just a whole ton of people, and the Mormons had pushed west because nobody wanted them. <laughs> Keep going, they said. <laughs> Out there eating crickets all day. Just a little further. But there was no way to get letters or packages to anywhere back east or from back east with any sort of speed at all. <laughs> I have a brother. He lives about 2,000 miles that way. <laughs> The standard way of delivering mail was to ship it by stagecoach, which took anywhere from 24 hours to two months, depending on how much the stagecoach guy was drinking. Yeah, or maybe forever they get robbed or killed. Why didn't they just send a text? (laughs) Law you up? (laughs) So this is where William H. Russell has stepped in. I was going to say young Will, but he was an old man. Uh, Will has tried and failed multiple times to get the post office to back him in creating a faster mail system, and they said no. No, no, no. (laughs) They said, no. What if we have a long chain of people and we tie our letters to arrows and shoot them to at each other? <laughs> so he came up with the idea for the Pony Express. Now, the Pony Express is you're going to get some men on horseback and they're going to ride their horses as hard as they can between a bunch of relay stations that are 5 to 20 miles apart. Mm. When you reach the relay station, you're going to jump off that horse and get on a fresh one and go to the next one. <laughs> Why not just give it to a fresh rider? Yeah, right. Because they need needed a bunch of people living everywhere. But you need a bunch of horses living there. Horses. <laughs> finding someone who's willing to horse. take care of a horse is easier than finding someone who's willing to ride that horse at <laughs> top speed for 20 miles. I see. So yeah, and they just go down the chain until you've got to a place where you'd be like, okay, now I have to turn right. Yeah, <laughs> this mail is close enough. So running this hard allowed the letters to be delivered a, a distance of 1,800 miles in just 10 days. Well, that's not so bad. Quick. So as you can imagine, the work is a little hard. (laughs) For the horses. Here's the ad that Will took out uh, to find riders. It read, Wanted. Young, skinny, wiry fellows not over 18. (laughs) Crotchless men. (laughs) We call those children. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Must be expert riders willing to risk death daily. Orphans preferred. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Unloved children is what we're looking for. People that won't be missed. (laughs) Essentially. Do you have a will? Then no need to apply. If you became a writer, you were paid fifty to a hundred dollars a month, which in today money is one thousand twenty eight to two thousand uh fifty six a month. Meh. That's not great. Yeah. I'd expect more. Will was also a very religious man and he believed that God was watching over everything and all that. So he made everybody take an oath. So we're going to take an oath now. Okay. Okay. We'll have to repeat after you. No, nah, I'll I'll just take this oath as is writ for oh. all of you. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to take oaths no, from me. Uh, no, I have my hand on a Bible already. Can't take it back. Oh, God. Where'd that come from? He's so prepared. I, your name here, do hereby swear before the great and living God that during my engagement and while I am an employee of Russell, Majors, and Waddle, I will, under oh. no circumstances, use profane language. What? That I will drink no intoxicating liquors. Mm. Wow. That I will not quarrel or fight with any other employee of the firm, and that in every respect I will conduct myself honestly, be faithful to my duties, and so direct all my acts to win the confidence of my employers, so help me God. Mm. Fuck yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> One out of four isn't bad, I guess. 
I mean, if you're looking for suicidal orphans to carry your mail and you tell them they can't drink or swear, yeah, right? you're really limiting your <laughs> employee pool there. And what the fuck are we doing this for? <laughs> so there was around 250 writers employed by the Pony Express. And while the job was very dangerous, only eight ever died. Huh. Wow. It seems pretty bad. good. I mean, uh, I guess in 18 months, that's like one every other month. It's <laughs> not great. It still seems pretty good for the Wild West. Higher, higher than the mortality rate at my work. <laughs> yeah. So four were killed by Native Americans. Okay. Fair. <laughs> one went against his oath and was hanged for murder after getting drunk and killing a man for cheating at cards, which sounds just so perfectly Old West. <laughs> <laughs> Two froze to death and one died of non-Pony Express related causes. <laughs> the other one were Pony Express related? Well, is, yeah. is murdering someone Pony Express related? I say, He's on I a package like, run. Uh, I guess. So the thing that killed the Pony Express is that, one, they cost a lot of money for the time. I bet. Uh, like $5 a letter. Mm. And two, about 18 months after uh, after they started up, we finished the transcontinental ah. telegraph lines. <laughs> ah. <laughs> now our messages are instantaneous. This just in, expect a horse in a week or so. <laughs> and a bunch of people said, I don't want to ride a horse no more. <laughs> now, the fun thing is, is that they shut down and stopped paying people, but there were a bunch of riders that were currently riding towards destinations that did not know this. Like, I made it, boss. So they delivered their mail and got back, and there was no one there for them. Oh, no. <laughs> did they at least get to keep the horse? Yeah, I'd totally take that. <laughs> now, now I've been orphaned by my job, too. <laughs> I call you back pay horse. <laughs> it says no older than 18 in the ad, but the writers range from 11 years old to 45. 11 years old. <laughs> hung his sling on the side of the horse and took a nap. <laughs> Being carried by the, by the 45 year old in a papoose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a pony express. Like I, I was expecting more death and danger, but no. Yeah. Well, how many employees did they have? Like, like about around 250. Okay. So eight, is like what four percent three percent that's around that's, that that's pretty high yeah no no these are acceptable losses <laughs> they're just orphans sir <laughs> no one loves them i know one look at this 45 year old orphan <laughs> please stop calling me that <laughs> my parents died a long time ago <laughs> stupid orphan so i tried to find some really great stories about people going postal like the going in the post office to be like <laughs> you know oh yeah they're all pretty tame as far as like mass killings go. Oh. Pretty tame mass killings. So it generally goes like this: dude gets fired, uh huh, comes back with a handgun, kills five or six people, and then blasts himself in the head. Sure, tale that, as old as time. That sounds like a mass shooting to me. <laughs> like on a scale of American shootings, it's like a two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the most interesting one I could find was in Baker City, Oregon, where Grant Gallagher decided one day that he was going to kill his postmaster because he did not like the new route he'd been placed on. Uh, that'll show him. We do not serve the masters anymore. <laughs> uh, he went and bought a revolver and headed towards the post office where he worked. And as he was driving by, he's like, hey, there's my supervisor. Thump, thump. Reverse. Th- thump, thump. Oops. Forward, thump, thump. And then just kind of left his car on his supervisor. Oh, okay. That'll make sure he doesn't run off. And you gave me a flat. <laughs> <laughs> He ran inside with his revolver and was said, where's the postmaster? And they're like, he's sick today. Oh, okay. <laughs> where's acting postmaster? <laughs> <laughs> Over there. So in his disappointment, he walked outside, shot his supervisor with all of his bullets, and then left. <laughs> the dead one? <laughs> he wasn't dead yet. 
<laughs> just under a car. At that point, it might have been a mercy. I still have a chance if somebody would just call for help. <laughs> oh, someone's coming. <laughs> help me. Uh-oh. I, I know this happens. I know it does. I just don't understand this problem-solving technique. Yeah, shooting people? Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's always going to lead to more issues than it solves. No, no. Countries have been solving those problems that way for years. True. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just like I can definitely see, you know, people getting that mad, but not getting that mad going home, getting a good night's sleep and then waking up the next morning and still coming back and wanting to kill everybody like that. That's a lot of anger. You got to buy a gun. You got to wait for the background check. No. Well, most of them already have a gun. <laughs> most that. people do. And depending on where you are, the background check doesn't take that long. Yeah. Some I mean, I walked out of a store with a revolver in like 20 minutes. <laughs> You ever kill anybody? So clean. Uh, no. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to talk about some weird or gross things that have been sent through the mail. Mm. And we're going to start with the most gruesome tale. Like children. <laughs> really <Well>. ugly children. <laughs> so on May t- 29th, 2012, a strange smelling and red stained package was delivered to the oh. Conservative Party of Canada. Oh, all my jam <laughs> jars. My jam. <laughs> you got to get some jelly up in there. <laughs> Against what I would call better judgment, they opened it up and inside found uh, the left foot of a human being. Wow. Okay. No wonder it was smelly. <laughs> smelly feet. This, of course, caused some consternation. <laughs> this furrows my brow. <laughs> I ordered a pair. <laughs> <laughs> so the police did get involved, and over the course of the next week, the police in- intercepted several packages with various body parts inside, oh, many going God. to schools or political headquarters. It's like a mail-your-own-gruesome-build-a-bear. <laughs> Were they all of the same person? Yes. Well, that's good, I guess. Eventually, the police were able to link these body parts with a torso that had been found in a suitcase in a janitor's closet. Okay. Didn't have the postage to mail that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was over. oh, that's the U.S. mail. I don't know that the Canadian. They've got Mounties to do that. Test. Takes however many loonies or something. Yeah. <laughs> and a toonie. <laughs> And then they were able to link all that to a video that had been posted online called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. Okay. So in the video, there is a naked man tied to a bed and another man comes in and uh, stabs him with a, a kitchen knife and an ice pick and then begins chopping him up. Wow, with an ice pick. That's a lot of chopping. And then he like has sex with the torso. Oh, good. And then he starts eating some of the body. Oh, no. Oh, boy. That's a f- fun afternoon. And this, of course, was all traced back to a Mr. Luca Magnata. Luca, of course. Who was a porn star? Oh, some note in, ca- right? in Canada. So many weird t- twists and turns in this. Well, no wonder he was having sex on camera then. Mm. It's just habit. Came up with an idea for a new porn niche site, but uh, <laughs> didn't really take off. Like he had skipped town when the police started looking for him. Smart. Yeah. Uh, but he was found in Germany and extradited back here, where he was put on trial. One of the fun things about that is he was also posting videos of himself killing cats. Oh. Good. What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Did he have sex with the cats? I don't think so. I, I've not watched them. Uh, <laughs> this angered people online. Now we're really mad. <laughs> who loved cats and they helped track him down, essentially. Like the internet detectives were like, we're going to get you. And they did. <laughs> You've gone wow. too far this time. <laughs> Luca was charged with the murder and degradation of Jun Lin, a Chinese national. Does the degradation add anything on to a life sentence or? Uh, well, you get multiple life sentences yeah, or just, like life sentence plus 10 years. Like that never seems to matter to me. 
Well, so, that way, if someone commutes one of your sentences, you still have more sentences to go. Ah, uh, I see. His defense was, look, I'm crazy. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> was his defense. The, the jury did not take long to give him a life sentence with the possibility of parole after 25 years. That seems incorrect. <laughs> If you can go 20 years without fucking and or eating someone, well, think about it. <laughs> uh, in this case, is co- if you have Netflix, you can watch the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats, which covers this entire case. <laughs> I've seen that. I, I mean, I've seen the title around. I didn't realize that's what it was. Wow. Which interviews a bunch of the people that helped hunt him down. Crazy. So we're going to pivot from the cat killer. That's good. To a more fun story. It doesn't start <laughs> off fun. Okay. Give him a better nickname. <laughs> So, sorry, the cat fucker. <laughs> the mailer. Uh, so this is about Henry Brown, who was born into slavery in 1815 in Virginia. As many people do, he got married, had several kids, and then the person who owned him said, eh, I don't like these kids and this woman anymore. <laughs> and he oh, sold them. Set. Sean. Uh, this made uh, Henry very sad, and he came up with a crazy plan. With the help of James Smith, who was a free black man, and a sympathetic shoe, white white shoemaker named Samuel Smith, no relation, uh, Henry was going to mail himself to Philadelphia and declare himself a free man. Okay. okay. So they get together a box and all that stuff, and on the day he was to be mailed, he got out of work by burning his hand to the bone with sulfuric acid. Ow. Oh, oh, man. Uh, can I have the day off? My bone is showing. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about that, Tyler Durden? Did he weigh under 70 pounds? Yeah. Ah, this is before that... Uh, that particular yeah. thing was in uh... Is this why they put it in? <laughs> he then climbed into a three foot by three foot by two foot wooden box. Wow. Wow. The box Give was labeled dry goods man. this side up. <laughs> Please don't it, sit on air holes. It was lined with a woolen cloth <laughs> and he was given some water and biscuits and then the lid was nailed on and he was put on a wagon. <laughs> so was someone expecting him on the other side? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> These are some heavy biscuits. Uh, the, the entire trip took 27 hours. Okay. It's a long time to go without peeing while drinking water and eating biscuits. <laughs> he went from wagon to train to steamboat <laughs> to wagon. God. I wish I could see these adventures. <laughs> now, despite the instructions on the box, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. he was placed upside down several times. <laughs> <laughs> when he wasn't upside down, people who would have turned him in were sitting directly on his box. Oh, no. Wow. Despite all the discomfort, he stayed silent and was successfully delivered to his destination. Nice. That's amazing. That poor man. He must have been. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to sit silently upside down? <laughs> In a three foot by three foot by two foot. I mean, all of your joints would go numb. Yeah. yeah. I can't rinse the biscuits. <laughs> Uh, his box arrived in Philadelphia and they cracked it open and he popped up and said, well, how do you do, gentlemen? How do you do? And he sang a psalm. Really? Yep. This uh, is an amazing package. <laughs> hey, I got a free man. <laughs> it's a singing man. Just how do you do, gentlemen? And began singing because he was so happy. He took a middle name that day of Box. <laughs> awesome. And uh, became a well-known anti-slavery advocate. Oh, then they found out the postage wasn't good enough. They sent him back. <laughs> <laughs> this is cash on delivery? No. <laughs> Was he able to get his wife and children? No. Oh. oh that made the story sad again. <laughs> it wasn't going to end like that until you asked for it. <laughs> That's the story of Henry Box Brown. Uh, and then finally, my last story here is uh, about William H. Calthorpe. <laughs> okay. 
Who like, had a dream of opening a bank? Does he have a question mark on his last name? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he it was it was the year nineteen sixteen. He said, "You know what? I always wanted a bank. I'm going to make a bank." You can do that. First bank by post. Guess you can. Well, William said, "But I only want the fanciest, shiniest bricks for my bank." <laughs> Don't and we all? He, had all the money to purchase the bricks, but not to have them delivered by the people he purchased them from the 127 miles that they needed to go. Oh, okay. okay. So he had his clever solution. He was going to mail all 80,000 bricks that he needed for construction. <laughs> That'll save a buck or two. So he'd go down to the place that was storing his bricks, load up a 40 pound box of bricks, take it to the post office, which had a limit of 50 pounds on the boxes at that clever. point. <laughs> and then be like, here you go. Mail it there. And then he'd go back and start loading another box. (laughs) Sure, mailing a lot of boxes. (laughs) He did this several times a day, every day, until all 40 tons of bricks had been mailed. Oh, God. I mean, I guess bricks have to be sent. (laughs) That's how the old saying goes. So that building is still standing in Vernal, Utah, with all the fancy bricks. Wow. And right after... Oh, go for it. How much did that save him like what was the cost benefit analysis of that like renting a truck i don't know i i I do know they they said it cost him like 127 bucks to do the whole thing okay uh post office it's a steal yeah well the post office made a rule soon after that that customers can only ship up to 200 pounds per day Uh. (laughs) with the quote as it is not the intent of the u.s postal service that buildings be shipped through the mail Foolish once, shame on us. <laughs> That's all the stories I have. Got any fun mailing stories? Well, I feel like I want to call out one of our other episodes. Didn't we have an episode about nitroglycerin in the mail? Uh, yeah, that was uh, the nitrogen episode, I, I'm pretty sure, where there was a, a box that blew up and that got traced back to, uh, uh, who is it, Noble? think so noble was trying to start a nitroglycerin company worth a listen i mean i get stuff in the mail i'm popular i love getting mail <laughs> everyone loves getting mail i yeah. don't i i bought a whole box of cards so that i could send cards because covid and i have sent zero cards oh no awful but i want to send them except the ones that you sent to me that got lost in the mail right oh yeah <laughs> right well that was different that was a puppy <laughs> no, the puppy. I forgot about the puppy. <laughs> the puppy with the eight legs. Yeah, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about the post office because, like, it's pretty incredible that you can just go out to your mailbox with a piece of paper that costs you 11 cents stuck to the outside of it, and it'll go anywhere in the country. Like, yeah. that's pretty cool. But, man, sometimes they're a pain in the butt to deal with. But I, I don't know what else to expect from a company that is, like, you know, they must have one or more offices in every city across the United States. And, you know, those are all employed by the same thing. And they try to do it as absolutely cheaply as possible. (laughs) You can only expect so much quality from that. I sent a friend muffins the other day and she got them and they made her happy. And it was, it's just nice that you have that option. Yeah. We used to relatively cheap and easy. And anytime I have to use deal with UPS or FedEx, I'm always unhappy. Yeah. Uh, When I was living in Colorado, we used to get mail uh, at the house, like most people do. Oh, (laughs) tell me more. (laughs) But we used to get mail from the people that lived there before, Uh, like uh mail for them. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we got it all the time. Like it was its own stack of things that we weren't really sure what to deal with or how to deal with it. Uh-huh. Like we went to the post office at one point and they're like, I don't know, leave a message on your mailbox. So the postman doesn't leave it. Never worked. We yeah. kept getting it. Uh, but at one point we actually, we got a package for one of those people and they actually showed up to get their package that they had sent to the wrong house. Uh-huh. And, and uh, they picked up some of their other stuff while they were there. And like, well, what about these guys? Like, Oh, we got that stuff for them when we were living here. Oh. <laughs> it's an endless chain. Yeah, of it's just, it's rings on a tree. There was one time shortly after we moved into this place or no, it was in between this place and the, the one before that we, we just moved and Kelly ordered a package. I don't remember what it was, but it was something very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, we realized after the fact that it had gone to the wrong address, but it was, it was too late to do anything about it. And like, to me, this was just not even a thing. Like, we knew where it was going and that it wasn't going to fit in the mailbox. So, like, let's just walk over there and get it. And Kelly was so frightened. <laughs> I'm a very anxious person. Like, we're stealing mail. It's like, it's our mail. It's our we're mail. Steal yeah. our mail. We literally walked up to the apartment and took a package off their doorstep. Very suspicious looking. <laughs> but it was our package. I've- I've I mean, done that as well. Like I had, I ordered a bag to hold all the, the miniatures that we play with around here, and it said delivered. And luckily, like the UPS guy had put the the address he delivered it to, which was like three apartment buildings down. What? So I walked up, and sure enough, there it was with my correct address on it. <laughs> guy, and I, I was just like, "Well, this is mine." <laughs> but I did feel weird doing it. Like, oh god, I'm stealing. Yeah, but I mean, if anybody challenges you on it, like punch them, just punch yeah. them and run. We had a thing for a little while where there's a house around the corner from us. It's really hard to find, it's, to be yeah, frank. It's, it's hard to get to. And their address looks remarkably like ours. Like, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it if you just glance at it, it it's almost the same. And the they had ordered some sort of those like subscription boxes, and they kept getting delivered to our house. And the first time we were like, oh, you know, they made a mistake, and we just walked it over there. No big deal. But then it just kept happening, and it was just like, what do we do about this? Cause it's like, it wasn't in the mailbox. It was just kind of left out. So it's not like I could leave a note saying like, Hey, whoever you are dropping this off, this isn't the right house. Yeah. And, and like, it wasn't even, I don't think it was even mail. I think yeah. it was UPS or something. So we couldn't even return to sender. Right. It. Just got to wait for him and shake him down. It's the <laughs> wrong address. So we just kept doing it for about three months, and then finally they stopped coming here. So I don't know if they were out of boxes or they finally got the address right. But. Yeah, we kept leaving increasingly urgent notes that they needed to clarify their address. <laughs> not the it, it says a uh, one two three Maple Street, not that apartment. No. <laughs> well, our place is super hard to find. So like when yeah, we sort of order away. when we order food, we like provide this really complicated set of instructions on how to find us it's not a pirate map (laughs) you just have to read it which they don't yeah so you really have to do that around here is be like do this thing that doesn't make sense but otherwise you can't find me yeah and then i like one out of three times i get a delivery man calling me like breathless like where is your house (laughs) like climbing a hill full of blackberry briars trying to get to us it's seattle they're always climbing hills (laughs) like did you read the instructions like what instructions (laughs) okay well the ones on this receipt (laughs) that i have in my hand (laughs) so if that's all of our mail stories i have a what are your morals worth hmm 
how much do I have to pay you to get packed into a three foot by three foot by two foot box and shipped wow. somewhere for 27 hours? I think you pretty much got to offer me my freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Just let you out of the box at the end? We're doing it. We're doing a recreation. It's going to be really tough. I feel like I would be inappropriately cast for a recreation of this particular <laughs> Starring <event>. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Scarlett Johansson. I don't feel comfortable playing people of other I'm putting you in the box. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can guarantee me my diabetes isn't going to kill me while I'm in there. <laughs> uh, don't worry, there's needles in the box. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> will jab you randomly. <laughs> can I pee? Like... Well, yeah, anybody can pee. You okay. can't label you dry goods anymore, though. I still get the money if I if I arrive urine soaked from hotels. <laughs> you still get the money. Uh, right. There's some man jumped out of this box and started singing, but he smells like urine. <laughs> How do you do, gentlemen? La la la. But I think I saw duty. <laughs> Stop dancing. There's stuff coming out of your pant leg. I don't. I think I could do that. I, it's going to be super uncomfortable, but it's not like when Kelly made us ride a bike 400 miles in a day. <laughs> I feel like it's as bad or worse. Nah. It's much less comfortable. Just all the restricted blood flow. Yep. You're probably going to lose a hand. Workout. But it's one day, you know? It's the it's opposite like, of cardio. 27 hours. It's like one super duper uncomfortable day. How long do I need off after that day? If you told yeah. me, ha- like, Sixty thousand? Sixty thousand dollars sitting in a box for a day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, that sounds about right, but we're we're both very tall boys. That's true. I'm not very flexible either. Just say the box is proportional. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to take off a tight tank top the other day, and I moved my neck wrong the- and it seized up <laughs> and I could not move. For so like saying, 30 minutes. If we put you in this box, you could die. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, she's just going to be in that formation forever. <laughs> I've not Come see the amazing box girl. All that well. And I have a feeling that it's got to be pretty brutal. Yeah, we're not we're not young people. We can just be mailed through the post office anymore. He was, well, he was 33. I got old knees. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just down uh, half a bottle of like melatonin. <laughs> the timer starts now Blah. can we just ship my daughter in my place <laughs> she's small and squishy I mean, she'll yeah, have room you, to run around in that box I mean if you kept her restricted for 24 hours and let her out everything within 10 miles would be burned to the ground <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 100,000 I think I'm with Sean 60,000 doesn't sound bad I, I will need to visit like a masseuse yeah, I won't be able to move ever again after that. <laughs> no, if someone came up to me and offered me sixty thousand, I'd say no. What? What? Maybe that's what happened to Stephen Hawking. Like he looks like he was just unfolded from a box and put. What are you saying, Kelly? If somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, if you get in this box, I'll give you sixty thousand dollars," <laughs> you'd say no. <laughs> yes. What a weirdo! <laughs> Ew, gross. I want at least five mil. Wow! Wow! That's an expensive box. It's made of gold. <laughs> We're all decided, Adam. Adam. Adam and Kelly, high end. Kelly is way higher than me. It's not even <laughs> close. Yeah, you're both up there. <laughs> it's like right there. Look at them. They want. They want a castle to be shipped in, <laughs> brick by brick. <laughs> Guess I will shut her down. A big thanks to our editor Gerard, who delivers the show in rain or snow or sleet or rain. <laughs> 
thanks to my co-hosts. If you want, you can look us up on Patreon, where you can give us money and we will give you jokes on a Discord server. You can contact us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com or at Twitter or Instagram. And remember, don't don't sell people's wives and children. It's it's rude. Goodbye.